Hello, and welcome to Astrosplained, where we use Indian astrology to examine the lives of the famous and the infamous. I'm Charles, your friendly neighborhood astrologer, and I just moved. And, I mean, nobody likes to move. move. Moving, from what I understand, is considered sort of one of the sort of major traumatic events that can happen to a person. I wouldn't go so far as to say that the move, this move particularly, was traumatic. It was dramatic. The airline kept giving me conflicting information about whether or not my flight was canceled or not, where it was going to lay over, where it, if it was going to lay over at all. My seat was reserved. Actually, no, it wasn't reserved. Just lots of weird things. When I get to the airport, they actually had to call somebody, I don't know who, to verify that the plane was actually going to take off. That was unusual. Uh, I finally got on the plane. Both, I had, and There were two flights, and there were medical emergencies on both of those flights, uh, which caused significant delays. It was just a, a, very, it was a very strange move. And I would put that squarely at the feet of Mercury, who is currently retrograde. And just a reminder, retrogression happens when a planet in its orbit comes particularly close to the Earth, at which point the planet appears to start moving backwards in the sky instead of forwards. It's an optical illusion. The planet does not literally go backwards. It just looks that way. And we associate retrograde periods with an intensification or even an inversion of what the planet that is retrograde usually represents. So for example, Venus, the planet for relationships. When Venus goes retrograde, and I have seen this several times over my life, when Venus goes retrograde, the men from my past return in living color to the present to remind me of why I am so much better off without them. And we have something similar with Mercury. Mercury uh, signifies travel, commerce, and communication. So, interestingly enough, uh, a few days ago there was apparently some sort of weird computer virus that affected the, the networks of several U.S. corporations. Commerce. Travel. The whole story that I told you earlier in the episode about my move, which was anything but straightforward. And communication. This is another example from my life. I, uh, I'm currently in quarantine. I am someplace where I have to be quarantined until I get a COVID test that says I don't have COVID-19. I was supposed to have that test done this morning. Nobody came. And now the person who was supposed to come is saying that he was never informed that he was supposed to come, even though I have a screenshot of his email with my boss that said he would be here this morning to test me. Uh, communication, Mercury retrograde. Now, Mercury goes retrograde three times a year. Why might I be experiencing the brunt of this Mercury retrograde? I, because I, I would say in general, um, Mercury retrograde very rarely affects me. So what's special about this one? Well, for one thing, Mercury, two days ago, was directly opposite my natal Mercury. Mercury uh, was at about 26 degrees of Taurus a couple of days ago. When I was born, Mercury was at uh, 29 degrees of Scorpio. 
so, uh, so almost com a complete 180 degrees uh, opposite transit Mercury. Beyond that, Mercury is currently transiting Taurus, uh, which is a sign owned by Venus, who happens to be my book dealord. So I would expect signs owned by my book dealord and signs owned by my dasha lord to be active during this period. Since Mercury is transiting one such house, I should expect to experience the good and the bad that Mercury uh, has on offer. So why am I telling you all this? One, so you have some sense of where I've been these past couple of weeks and why there hasn't been an episode in a while. Also because I feel like every astrology show has to discuss Mercury retrograde at some point. But also, there's something else going on in the sky yesterday uh, in addition to uh, the Mercury retrograde. And I would like the rest of this episode to focus on that. Because on June 10th, 2021, there was a solar eclipse visible in much of the Northern Hemisphere. On June 7th, I told Travis that I expected big news about Donald Trump to break uh, on the day of the eclipse on June 10th. And I told him that I expected that the, this news uh, would involve some sort of disruption or cast some sort of shade uh, over his status um, or over his tenure as president. Now, how did I get from, hmm, there's an eclipse coming to big news is coming about Donald Trump? Because I was right. On Thursday, June 10th, it was revealed that Trump's Department of Justice sought uh, computer metadata on uh, Democrats in Congress who had been critical of Trump. Uh, apparently this was done sort of under the guise of investigating leaks to the press, but this does not appear to have happened before. It appears to have targeted Democrats exclusively, as well as members of their staff and their families, including one minor. It's just a big, nasty scandal. And I'm kicking myself for not having done this episode before the eclipse took place, as Travis, it must be said, urged me in no uncertain terms to do. Uh, but here we all are, Monday morning astrosplaining, uh, which is not my favorite thing to do, but this still gives us a great opportunity to think about eclipses and how we can interpret them either in a birth chart or when they occur in transit. So what happens when there is an eclipse? How do we know when there is going to be an eclipse? So the nodes, Rahu and Ketu, are always 180 degrees apart. And as you'll remember from the story of the demon Swarbanu, uh, which I told, I don't know, several episodes ago, uh, Rahu and Ketu are called the eclipse makers. They devour the sun and the moon. So when the sun and the moon um, are within 13 degrees of Rahu and or Ketu, you get an eclipse. You get a lunar eclipse when the sun and moon are opposite each other, with one of them next to Rahu and the other of them next to Ketu. 
um, you get a solar eclipse when the sun and the moon are in the same house and both of them are next to either Rahu or next to Ketu. So with this most recent eclipse, you had Rahu and Ketu on the Taurus-Scorpio axis at about 17 degrees. And then you had the sun and moon both in Taurus at about 25 degrees. So my theory was certain groups of people were more likely to be affected by this eclipse than others. One such group would be people whose natal Rahu and Ketu were in the middle of the Scorpio-Taurus axis, so about where the nodes were yesterday at the time of the eclipse, particularly those people who are in a Rahu or Ketu Dashar Bukti. Uh, another group of people uh, that I would expect to be affected by this eclipse are people whose natal sun or natal moon were either at about 25 degrees of Taurus, which is where the sun and moon were yesterday, or at about 25 degrees Scorpio, which would be exactly opposite where the sun and moon were yesterday, particularly those people in a sun or moon Dashar Bukti. And I would also expect people who have planets sort of in the middle of Taurus or Scorpio, so either close to or directly opposite where the sun and moon were yesterday at the time of the eclipse, particularly those people who are in the Dashar Bukti of those planets. And I would also expect that people who are in the Dasha, and possibly a Bukti, of a planet that owns or aspects a house in which the eclipse is occurring. So because this eclipse occurred on the Scorpio-Taurus axis, I would expect people in Venus Dasha or a Mars Dasha, since Venus and Mars own Taurus and Scorpio respectively, would experience some of the effect of this eclipse. And wouldn't you know it, someone whose chart falls under several of these categories is Donald Trump, who was born with Rahu and Kittu on the Taurus-Scorpio axis at about 27 degrees. Uh, so almost perfectly conjunct with his natal sun and moon and also the transiting sun and moon from um, Thursday the 10th. Right, So there's this almost perfect alignment between where the sun, moon, Rahu and Kittu were when Trump was born and where the sun and moon were at the time of the eclipse. And beyond that, he's in a Jupiter Dasha right now. And while his Jupiter is not in Taurus, not in Scorpio, and certainly not uh, within a couple of degrees of Rahu, Ketu, the sun or the moon, his Jupiter aspects his 10th house. And Trump has Taurus in his 10th house meaning that one of the houses that's active right now for Trump is a house that is um, destabilized, you can say, as a result of this uh, eclipse. And since the 10th house is the house of government, the house of status, the house of the career, one might expect that this eclipse would involve some sort of disruption, some sort of disturbance in this part of his life. 
And I would say that that is particularly relevant to him because the sun, which was being eclipsed by the moon, is the lord of Trump's first house and is the planet of leadership and government. Which brings me back to this bonkers week, week and a half that I have had. Because again, the past several days really have been nuts. So what was going on? Well, let's sort of run back through my theory. Mercury, a couple of days ago, was exactly opposite where it was when I was born. And I would expect that Mercury would affect me because Mercury is currently in a house owned by my book dealord, Venus. Okay. When the eclipse happened, the sun was exactly opposite where the sun was when I was born. And since the eclipse happened in Taurus, a sign owned by my book dealord, Venus, I would expect to feel on some level the effect of this eclipse. And it's not only the sun. The other planet involved in an eclipse is the moon. And while the moon was not conjunct my natal moon, nor was it opposite my natal moon, I am in my moon dasha. And so any mishagas that the moon gets into during my moon dasha should affect me. So, okay, fine. We still need to figure out why this sort of general wonkiness of this retrograde Mercury and the eclipse and the yada, yada, yada manifested in my life the way that it did, specifically regarding my move. Well, transit Mercury, Sun, and Moon, which were all, which were all very closely uh, conjoined at the time of the eclipse, were exactly opposite where my Sun and Mercury were when I was born. And wouldn't you know it, I have the Sun and Mercury in my fourth house, the house of the home. And as I mentioned a second ago, I'm in my moon dasha. And since I am a Leo ascendant, the moon owns my 12th house, which is the house of foreign people in foreign places. And oh, look, I just moved overseas. And so I think there's a very strong case to be made that I should expect this Mercury retrograde period in general and the period around the eclipse in particular to be particularly odd. Fortunately, my moon dasha is ending in about a year. And I've already lived through my sun dasha and my ketu dasha. So a lot of the planets that are causing the sort of chaos that I am trying to wade through will become a lot less relevant in my life very soon. Yes, I still have to get through my Rahu Dasha, and that'll come in about eight years, but I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. And Mercury, I was born into a Ketu Dasha, which means I will almost certainly not live to see my Mercury Dasha, so I am essentially home free. at astrosplained at gmail.com with any questions you might have about the show or to suggest episode topics. You can find us on social media, specifically Twitter and Instagram, where we are at astrosplained. 
And the website, www.astrosplained.com, has been on a short-term hiatus, but that should be changing very soon. So be on the lookout for that. And that's it for now. I'm Charles, your friendly neighborhood astrologer. Thank you for listening to Astrosplained.